Do you understand these things? This is the question posed by Jesus to his disciples after finishing the series of parables that he addressed to them. Do you understand these things? And it's interesting that he asked this question at the end of the discourse because if we remember two weeks ago when he was given the parable of the sower, he said this. The seed sown on rich soil is the one who hears the word and understands it. Do you understand these things? And his disciples were the resounding yes. Yes, Lord, we do understand these things. But do they? Do they totally get the message? Do they understand what it means to sell all that you have for a treasure? Or to sell all that you have for a pearl of great price? Do they understand? Because Peter would later in the gospel proclaim, Jesus, you are the Son of God, the Messiah. And then moments later, he would forbid him to suffer and to die. And then James and John, in their pride, they sneakily, through their mother, asked to sit on his right and on his left and rouse up all the other disciples and gets them angry. But also our Lord would instruct the disciples that you must pick up your cross and follow after him. And also the first shall be last and the last shall be first. Do they understand? Do we understand? The kingdom of heaven, my brothers and sisters, is unique. It has characteristics unlike other kingdoms. And it's a mystery. And it takes us pondering over it to understand it. This morning, I'd like for us to focus on the first two of the three parables that Jesus addresses to us. He gives us a little peek into the kingdom of heaven, begins to unveil the mystery just for us just a little bit. What does he have to say? The first parable. The kingdom of heaven is like a treasure buried in a field, which a person finds and hides again and out of joy goes and sells all that he has and buys that field. Now, I have a question for you this morning. Who in here, when you found a treasure, would just leave it and go? Cover it up just to go buy the field that it's in. Rather, who in here, upon finding it, would take it with you? Amen? And so here's the twist in the parable that Jesus is giving to us. And here also lies the meaning. The person doesn't take the treasure with him. He does the unexpected. He sells all he has to buy the field. So what is Jesus trying to tell us today? That the kingdom of heaven cannot be stolen. It cannot be stolen. Namely, it requires us to give all that we have to possess it. And we can't possess it unless we give it all that we have, unless we're totally invested in it. Why? Why the total investment? Because it is so precious, and it's so valuable, and it is truly worth everything. The kingdom of heaven, my brothers and sisters, is where all of our desires are fulfilled. It's where all the longings and thirsts of our hearts are quenched for eternity. 
And so Christ, in his goodness and in his respect for us and our free will, doesn't want to give us what we don't want. He wants us to be totally invested in it ourselves. And we have to want it. But let's dig a little deeper, pun intended. The treasure is hidden. It takes effort to dig it up, to see it, to be able to touch it, to be able to possess it. It's a hidden reality. Okay, Father, well, if it's hidden, where can I find this treasure? Where is the place, where is the field that I can dig up and find it? In just a moment, we're going to say these words. Holy, holy, holy Lord, God of hosts, Hosanna in the highest. We get those words from sacred scripture in two places. Both deal with a vision of heaven. Both in Isaiah and Revelation. And guess who's singing that song? The angels. And so we at every Mass take upon our lips the song of the angels. You see, they don't sing with us. We join them and sing with them. You see, we hear the kingdom song. We sing the kingdom song. And we get to peer into the kingdom just a little bit. We get a glimpse. Moreover, we get a taste of the kingdom at every single mass. But it takes faith, my brothers and sisters, to see, to see it. We approach this altar and we find a treasure. And the treasure is none other than Jesus Christ himself. But he's buried. He's buried under the appearance of bread and wine. And we get to take him into our hearts. We get to possess him. But first it takes giving all that we have to him. It takes us approaching this altar and offering all of our joys and all of our sorrows, all of our worries, all of our anxieties, all of our sufferings, so that we can obtain the treasure. The second parable. Notice what the merchant is seeking and then what he finds. The kingdom of heaven is like a merchant searching for fine pearls. But when he finds a pearl of great price, he goes and sells all that he has and buys it. You see, the merchant is in search for many pearls. He's in search for a lot of them. But then he finds the one the one pearl of great price. Now, I have another question to ask you this morning. If you've done any sort of business in your life whatsoever, this question's for you. Can a pearl give you shelter? Can a pearl give you clothes on your back? Can you eat a pearl? Can you drink a pearl? What does a pearl do for you? If you're anyone who has done business, you would say, you're crazy and foolish to sell all you have to buy a pearl because that is a terrible investment in earthly terms. And it gives no immediate return in earthly ways. 
But Jesus is saying today that we purchase the kingdom of heaven that will reward us a hundredfold, sixtyfold, thirtyfold. Maybe not in this life, but definitely in eternity. And so as Christians, as disciples of Jesus Christ, we give everything for the sake of the kingdom of heaven. We do everything so that we may obtain eternal life with God. Or there's nothing that will stop us. That we order all of our life to Him so that we can be with Him. And guess what? Like this businessman in the parable, the world's going to call us foolish and crazy. And we don't have to search far and long for reasons they're gonna call us foolish. You go to church on Sundays, a waste of time. You pray, another waste of time. You don't do unnecessary work on Sunday. You try to make money at all costs, even if it means just lying a little bit, cheating the system a little bit, you're boring. You say you follow a man who proclaimed to be God, yet he was a man. And then he was brutally murdered on a cross. And then he claimed to rise again on the third day and appear to his disciples. And then he ascended into heaven. You're crazy. You say your home is not here on earth, but in this place that you can't even see? Foolishness. You don't do what you want, when you want, wherever you want, to the extent that you want. You're missing out. This is with the spirit of the world. It's how it responds to us as Christians. But Jesus invites us today to remember that we live a radical life of discipleship where nothing else matters except the one thing. And that one thing, my brothers and sisters, is the pearl of great price, and that is the kingdom of heaven. Do you and I understand these things? Maybe we don't. Maybe we don't fully understand the radicality of discipleship. Maybe we don't. And that's a lifelong endeavor. But maybe we're not as far as we want to in our understanding of that. Well, let's take our lesson from Solomon in our first reading. Where the Lord asked him, what do you want, Solomon? He could have said, I want a new chariot, brand new Chevrolet chariot. I want some more money. I want some more gold and silver and brass. I want to put some cool decorations on my new temple. But he asks for the gift of understanding. And so maybe we don't understand the extent that we should live out a radical life. Maybe we could pray for that grace. But maybe we could pray for a more fundamental grace. And that's this. That in the eyes of God, in the eyes of Jesus Christ, who loved us with so great a love, maybe we can pray for the grace to understand that we are the treasure, that we are the pearl of great price, that he sold everything for, that he gave everything for to purchase us, so that he might possess us, so that he might have us, for all eternity.